CBS Sports ranked all of the best college athletic departments in all of college sports, and you'd be surprised where Arkansas actually ended up on this list. We'll talk about that as well as why the future of college football and college sports in general is going to be just fine for Razorback fans and something that I need to address. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as uh, we're getting closer and closer to football season. I think 39 days away uh, from Razorback football. So you're talking about up and coming, it would be five Saturdays, five weeks, five and a half weeks, roughly, until Arkansas takes the field against Cincinnati. So a lot of excitement once that time actually comes to fruition. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. At least this passing time will go by really fast. But uh, getting up to that, you know, I love this time of year in a way because there's things that I come into the podcast and I plan on. I plan on talking about. I plan on breaking down. I plan on giving my opinion on many different things, but then something will come up and it kind of changes the whole landscape of maybe what I planned for, prepared for or whatnot. And that's kind of what happened uh, with today's podcast because an article actually came out yesterday from CBS Sports, which uh, it was put together by the entire staff there at CBS Sports, so not just one writer, but there's a lot of good writers over there. Barrett Salee one of the best, really good friend of mine. Uh, he does a great job over there, but they put together a list of the best in college sports the best 2021-2022 athletic season for all of college sports. Now, when I say all, I'm using the FBS uh, as the uh, as the counter for that. But they put together this whole list and they compiled it through a formula and especially about consistency and, and everything to go along with it. So essentially what it was is uh, they put together the success of college football as well as men's and women's basketball, and then two wild cards, where essentially you talk, you, you grade out the success of the three major sports, which I'd say baseball would be a bigger deal than women's basketball, but I think women's basketball is more prevalent among more schools. So I guess that makes sense. So basically what they did is they took the rankings of those three sports, of so football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and then took the best two sports, the wild cards, from those respective schools, and put it into a formula. And uh, it's basically, it says, even though two wildcard sports are counted in our award, award formula, uh, they they like to take basically whoever puts it all together and uh, and, ma and makes it really great. So, uh, but yeah, it was an interesting thing. And I think that's actually a pretty uh, spot on way to do it uh, with the formula itself. They also said that they put the weighted formula two and a half times as much emphasis on football, two times as much on basketball, compared to the rest of the other sports, and uh, men's basketball, that is. And then uh, they talked about NIT and WNIT settling for two points, and all titles are based. Uh, all champions in other sports receive 100 points for a national championship. So uh, they put it all together. They, they, they made it all work. And the number one program in all of college sports this past year was Michigan. And it's not surprising. They had a really good football year. Their basketball team was pretty good, too. Uh, they, they have a lot of other sports that they're good at. Same thing with Notre Dame, who came in at number two. Also had a good football season. Basketball season was really good. Baseball season was really good. Ohio State was number three. You know, these are big, kind of those Big Ten area schools 
that have a lot of different sports that they're really good at. Uh, North Carolina came in actually at number four, which would be surprising because football, they were not that good. But in basketball and and their other sports, too, that they had, like baseball was another good sport that they had, uh, they were really good. Then comes number five. The Arkansas Razorbacks rank number five of this past athletic season in all of college sports. And if you were keeping score at home, that would make them have the number one athletic program this past year in the SEC. Arkansas, number five, number one in SEC play. Then in Alabama, go to the rest of the SEC. You have Alabama at eight, Georgia at nine. You have Tennessee at 13, Kentucky at 15, Ole Miss 16. You have, uh, let's see, Auburn at 24. And that's essentially the only ones that are listed into the top 25. But standing alone at the very top are the Arkansas Razorbacks, number one in the SEC, number five in all of college sports. Now, when I see this, it doesn't surprise me. And it probably shouldn't surprise you as a Razorback fan, because as we know, the University of Arkansas and the athletic department that has been put together and really been just going in the right direction completely under 100-year check, it's not surprising to see them be this high. It's not surprising to see them be put in this formula and end up being not only one of the best teams in the country, but number one in the SEC. And if you paid attention to this past year, it's not surprising. In fact, it's kind of crazy because one of the things that they waited was women's basketball. And women's basketball this past year, yeah, they made it to the NCAA tournament, but but really didn't have an, an electric year. Who, knew, who knows? Maybe if this past year, if uh, Mike Neighbors and his squad would have you know, made a run in the NCAA tournament, the Arkansas could have been right there maybe at number one because there is a, a lot of uh, those points and those totals that kind of get moved around a lot. But still, looking at all of that, it's it's incredible. It's incredible to see what Arkansas has done. Now, as a Razorback fan, you're going to appreciate this and enjoy this because you're like, hey, look, see, we are at Arkansas, and we do a lot of great things, and football's on its way up and everything too, and that's kind of one of two ways I look at it. Like, this is just proving to people what so many Razorback fans try to tell others is that it is one of the best premier athletic programs and departments in the country. You can win in every sport at Arkansas. You can. Now, obviously, football is the most difficult to win in in all of sports because that's how it is for everybody. Now, it's easier for some programs because of all the things they have going for them. But at a place like Arkansas, can you win a national championship? It would be extremely difficult. But you can certainly be competitive and certainly be a team that makes some noise in the SEC and in college football. We've seen it happen before. I think it can happen under Sam Pittman and can continue to go on. But besides maybe football, basketball, men's and women's, you can win a national championship in basketball at Arkansas. You can win one in baseball. You win them in track all the time. You can win one in softball. You can win one in tennis. You can win one in golf. Like, just keep adding the sports together. Gymnastics, you can win one. You got gold medalists out the wazoo on your coaching staff over there. You can win a championship there. So all these factors coming into it is just proving that, hey, at Arkansas, yeah, football's the most difficult one and would probably be the longest shot of winning a national championship compared to the other sports. But all the other sports have plenty of resources and plenty of 
things going for them when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to coaching staff, when it comes to support, when it comes to facilities, when it comes to all of those things to win a national championship in their respective sport. So that's the first thing that I recognize or the first thing I thought of when I saw this story or saw this thing uh, put out is like, that proves it. This past year, again, it's just one year, but this past year shows just how much success is going on with the University of Arkansas. Now, the other thing that this proves, and this is might be the most important thing and something that it's a hill I will die on all the time, is that Arkansas, the university, and the athletic department belong in the SEC. Nothing triggers me more than seeing these national college football writers or these radio show hosts or whoever that don't know anything about Arkansas and not don't know anything about what they're capable of to just say, well, under Chad Morris, they were terrible. So they just need to get out of the SEC. They need to, they need to go and join the big 12. Uh, this, this is just, just too much for them. They will never be able to compete. They will never be able to be successful. They just need to find another conference to go to. If this doesn't prove that those people are idiots, then I don't know what does. The last thing that Arkansas ever has needed to do is leave the conference because they cannot be competitive, because they cannot be successful in this conference. Oh, well, college football, you know, they're, they're never going to win the SEC or win the championship. Okay, but you know what? There's a lot of teams in the SEC that don't. All right, A&M, who everybody just loves to slobber all over, hasn't done it. Ole Miss hasn't done it. Mississippi State hasn't done it. South Carolina hasn't done it. Vanderbilt, Kentucky hasn't done it. Missouri hasn't done it. There's a lot of teams in this conference that haven't done that. And Arkansas has actually played for the SEC Western Division. Has we played for the SEC title three times. They've been in Atlanta three times since 1992. Ole Miss has never been in it. Mississippi State has been in it once, and that was actually when they tied Arkansas for the SEC West, but also were able to beat them, so they held the tiebreaker. They've only been there once. AM's never been there. South Carolina's been there once. Didn't that's it? Vanderbilt and Kentucky have never been there. Missouri went twice, didn't win. But yet Arkansas is the one that gets singled out as far as not being able to compete in this conference. Now, why is that? Okay, so they had a tough go with Chad Morris. Was that an Arkansas problem or was that a Chad Morris problem? That was a Chad Morris problem. Absolutely a Chad Morris problem. But for whatever reason, people try to hammer this home as if they don't belong in the SEC. Yes, they do. They belong among the elites. They belong in a conference that is the highest of competitive nature. And all it takes is the right people in place. You can win football at Arkansas. Sam Pittman proved it this past year. You can win here. Petrino proved it. You can win here. Even freaking Houston Nutt proved that you can win here. Lacking coaching ability. You can still win here. So, this idea that you're never going to be able to, to do anything at Arkansas, so you might as well leave the conference, is bullcrap. It's baloney. It's straight clown shoes, anybody that ever believes that. And so I love seeing something like this, and I thank CBS Sports for putting this out, is because it shows what we all know, that Arkansas is a program that can win at a high level, consistently at a high level, in all sports at a high level. All it takes is the right coaches. It's one of the best athletic departments in the country, and I still to this day believe it is the best athletic director job in the SEC. There's no other job that's better than this one. None. And they're proving it this past year, 
And I guarantee you that for years to come, as long as Hunter Yerichek is in charge and as long as it continues to go the direction it's going, it's going to continue to be that way. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of the greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough. I mean, come on, it's cookie dough. Cookie dough on anything is incredible, especially when it comes to the cookie dough chunk puffs from Built Bar. They only have 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. You have to try them out. They're probably my favorite flavor of all of them. And I love all the flavors that I've tried, but I'm a cookie dough fan, so cookie dough chunk puff is definitely one of the best. And by listening to this podcast, you get a great deal. If you go over to built.com and use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Go to their website at built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of all things Built Bar. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I know that there's still a lot of talking season going on for college football. And in fact, uh, Big Ten Media Days is going on right now. How exciting to hear from Kevin Warren in the Big Ten. Um, but it, it's still like there's always interesting things that can come out of it and, and comments being made. And, you know, Kevin Warren, I'm not a fan of. I think that the whole COVID situation, he really botched. And people try to, you know, try to revere him as like a, some sort of like white knight in shining armor that was, you know, doing the right thing while the SEC was, you know, they're just they're just worried about football in their pockets. But at least Kevin Warren's worried about the health and safety of children. Well, they ended up playing anyway, so obviously not. But anyways, um, they uh, th there was this thing with Kevin Warren that he was talking about, and he was kind of taking some shots and talking about aggressive expansion and all this nonsense and something similar to like what Greg Sankey was saying. And, you know, there's been some pod shots taken from these media days where the camaraderie isn't exactly as there as much as what it used to be. And I think COVID was a big part of that and, and the decisions that some conferences make. I think, obviously, teams joining other conferences from other conferences uh, has, has added to that mix as well. And some people are just like, oh, man, you know, just that that part is over. And with the NIL and with these conferences that, that are doing these things, college football, as we know, it is just not going to be the same. It's not, it's not going to be, you know, what it once was. And for some people that believe that, you could say it's a scary moment. It's a scary thing to to be able to look at something you love dearly like college football and have so much changing on it that you don't really know what the future may hold. You don't really know what's going to change from it and if it'll even be as enjoyable as you find it now. I understand that and I can respect that. But let me just say this because I started thinking about this and, and just the future and, and the mystery of it all in college football. There is a lot of it that's going on. There's and That's 100% true. But the one thing that I kind of put my faith in and I can you know take solace in is that at the end of the day, yeah, there was elements about college football that we as fans saw and we knew about, that was familiar with, and we knew how it worked. We knew about recruiting. We knew about, you know, what, how the how the sausage was made, essentially. Like, we knew what, what created the product that was put out on the field. We had an idea of how that was done. And now, with the way that things are going, that's looking to change and pretty drastically change in, in a lot of different perspectives. But here's the thing, no matter what it was, whether it was 50 years ago, 60 years ago, or 20 years ago, or five years ago, or even now, 
and even 10 years into the future, at the end of the day, that team that's going to be assembled here in Arkansas, playing up in Fayetteville at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, is still going to be running out of that A with the Razorback logo on the side of their helmet with Arkansas written, written across their chest. And they're still going to compete for titles, for games, whatever it may be, at the end of the day. And I know that there's elements of college football that we've always loved, maybe part of the purity of amateur sports, things like that. But what makes me happy is I know that no matter what, there's still going to be a football team out there for Arkansas. Now, we don't have a pro team here. You know, we don't have anything close to a pro team here. And I don't really want a pro team here, to be honest. Like if somebody was saying that they're going to put a NFL team or something like that, or even a arena football league team, which I know they've tried and it failed, or even a XFL team, something like that, it'd be fine. But it, it wouldn't be Arkansas. It wouldn't be the Razorbacks. And so as long as you are going to have a team that does all those things, that's still going to represent Arkansas, that's still going to have the name Arkansas, and that's still going to be your team, running out there onto the field. To me, that's what is going to make this so much better and also always enjoyable because that's what I love the most. Like, yeah, there's pageantry and traditions, which will still be there. You know, you're just not going to, it's not like we followed the kids around the class and make sure that they were, you know, taking their test. Like I could give two rips about kids' GPAs. Hey, you eligible? Great. Go play football. That's how I look at it. I don't care. If they want to go to a doctor, great. If they just want to play football, great too. It's all, but as long as on the field, you're putting it together, you're doing big things, that's what I care about. So the academic side of it, none of us have really given a rip about. Who cares about if they're making money? Who cares about if they're doing any of that stuff? Are they still going out there and they still playing football? Are they still making that a priority? Their competitive nature to go out there and win, to go out there and compete. Is that their number one priority? Hopefully it is, and hopefully it stays that way. Because I'm still going to be a Razorback fan regardless of how much those players are getting paid or how much they're actually going to class or you know whoever's doing what with the staff and with the player. Like It doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, I'm always going to be a Razorback fan. I'm always going to look at those sides of their helmets and the Razorback logos and all that fun stuff and still call the hogs and still do the fight song, all that stuff. That's still going to remain. And those things, folks, are the things that have to remain to keep the purity of college football. And I think they will. But as long as those things remain, we should be all good. Final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast coming up next. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I, I wanted to uh, address something that was kind of funny to me, and um, it, it's something that uh, actually one of you on the uh, on on the YouTube channel, as we live stream this, actually uh, brought up. And I will admit, I, I laughed really hard. So this is not me like calling you out or anything. In fact, I won't even use your name. But it kind of took off on social media. And essentially, uh, one of you said that you love listening to the shows, which I appreciate. It says that I do not mean this disrespectful, 
But do you wear makeup? I was asked if I wear makeup. And when I saw that, I just, I busted out laughing because I'm like, I don't even know how, like, where to start if I was ever wearing makeup for one. Um, so that, it made me laugh though. It was really funny. And so I posted it on social media and, uh, got just a lot of people like, you know, uh, kind of laughing at it with me. And, you know, people were started saying, well, did you keep you in this? Don't keep them in suspense. Like, do you actually wear makeup? Um, no, the answer is no, I do not wear makeup. Uh, this is, this is my natural look. This is just how I am. Um, I, I, I know it's summertime, so, you know, there's going to be a little bit more tan going on there. So maybe that's part of it, but, uh, no, there's no tanning or there's no makeup. There's no anything like that. It's just, it's just me. And I, I guess I was blessed with really good skin. I don't know, but I, again, I was taking it as a compliment. And that's one thing I will say about doing the uh, podcast on YouTube is once you put your physical appearance out there every single day, like it's that's something because I not only on me, but like what's going on behind me, like I got to make sure that I like, you know, look somewhat presentable uh, each and every day. Uh, It's not as easy to edit a podcast via video that it would be audio because I, I do this all in one take too, folks like this is not something that uh, I break down and I cut up at least on the video side of things like I go for the full 20 to 30 minutes just nonstop one take Charlie or whatever they call him but so it, it's been fun to kind of put this and you see some of the comments which some of them are funny like I'm not I'm not so sensitive to where if someone makes fun of my physical appearance I just get so offended um, some of them have been really mean though, which I will admit like those are, I was like, man, there's some mean people out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, all that care about as long as you're watching, as long as you're listening, as long as you're having fun with it, uh, that's all that matters. But no, I do not wear makeup. Um, I do not put on a filter on my camera or anything like that. That stuff's above my pay grade. Like I barely use Instagram at all. I don't even use TikTok. Um, you know, Twitter's kind of been always my thing. I barely use Facebook. So I really don't do a whole lot. Like, and I wouldn't even know what filters to use and how to use them. I don't know any of that stuff. So again, I appreciate, uh, the compliment that you think that my face looks so good that it must be makeup. That's the way I'm taking it. I don't know if that's how you meant it, but that's how I'm taking it. And, uh, I appreciate (laughs) Everybody uh, giving your comments and everything into the comment section on YouTube. It's, again, it's fun to read. It's fun to have fun with. And I just wanted to address that because, again, it was really funny from yesterday. But either way, uh, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.